Hi, and welcome to Matt Holman Talks Mental Health, the podcast where I have the opportunity to catch up and chat with amazing humans about their journey with mental health. For this episode, I'm really happy to invite Amanda Forster Sell to the conversation. Welcome, Amanda. Hello, thank you for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome. Uh, so very briefly, I'm going to do a quick introduction, but I'm going to get you to do your real introduction, tell people who you are, what you do. Amanda and I know each other, and this becomes a recurring theme for many of these at the moment, because we know each other through social media, through LinkedIn. Um, we both share the same sort of views and passions around supporting the conversation of mental health and evolving this and helping more people. So Amanda, you do the proper introduction, but pleasure to see you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, so um, as you say, Amanda Forster Sell, I'm an emotional uh, freedom and wellness practitioner. And basically, I've trained in many different modalities to help people because I believe that the more tools you have in your toolkit, the more things you have um, to help yourself. So that includes everything from sort of nutrition, the whole kind of well being, wellness wheel, if you like. Um, and I'm also a huge, huge advocate of the emotional freedom technique, so tapping. So I use that with clients as well, because I think it's something that you can almost have in your back pocket to help yourself um, during the day or wherever you might be. So, so yeah, I'm hugely passionate about helping people on whatever part of their journey they're on. And, you know, that includes everything from... I do a lot of work with women. So empowering women at different stages of their life to kind of take back their ownership of how um, they create that confidence, that love for themselves, that kind of mental wellness. Uh, so I run retreats for pregnant ladies as well who are embarking on their journey to motherhood. I'm a presenter on Serenity Radio where I talk obviously about what I'm passionate about. And I also um, do some work for Mindberry, which is a platform that puts a, um, a kind of, what would you say it is? It's almost like a, it is a platform in workplace so that people can come on and book sessions with therapists. Okay. Um, so I do some webinars for them, but also my own private work with workplace wellness. And I'm sure there is something I've missed. What have I missed? Uh, no, actually, I think I've done good. Yeah. So Excellent. Just basically empowering people to just embrace who they are and to sort of accept if they're struggling and to actually reach out, you know, and kind of trying to cut down those boundaries of stigma around mental wellness. Brilliant. So you're, you're doing a whole host of things then and hosting your own radio show, which is fantastic. So yeah, I love that. Yeah, brilliant. So thank you very much for joining this conversation. I really do appreciate it. And I, you know, I know we can have a great conversation about this journey that you've been on as well. So mm -hmm. that's the big question, right? So as I throw it out there, let's see how we go yeah. with this. You take as long <laughs> as you need. You can explain as much as you want. Um, but the question is the journey, your journey with mental health. Yeah. You define it. You tell us what you want to share. But, okay. you know, this is a safe space to do that. So, so let's talk about your journey. Yeah. So obviously I haven't always done what I'm doing now. And let me think, going back, I would say my, my journey with my own mental wellness probably started nearly 13 years ago. Um, I'd just had my daughter and whilst I was on maternity leave, so I'd only been like four months into my maternity leave, my job was threatened, um, which obviously is not something that can happen, but actually the whole process for the remainder of my maternity leave 
was really, really hard. It took the shine off that special time that I was supposed to be enjoying with, you know, my new baby, the worry of not having a job. And I didn't realize it at the time. Um, it's only probably in the last seven or eight years have I kind of pieced together that that was almost the pinnacle of where I guess your kind of viewpoint on life got damaged because before then, you know, I'd had a really successful career in legal and commercial as a manager. Um, I'd worked in London, I'd commuted, I'd had to go to America for business, so much that suddenly when that comes crashing down and you suddenly feel that vulnerable at a time when you're changing, and obviously I was changing as a woman to becoming a mother as well, it was really hard, really hard. Anyhow, it, it worked out in the end. I managed to go back to a slightly different position there. And I took longer off because I kind of almost pushed back and said, now I want a few months to just enjoy my maternity leave. So that worked out. So when I went back, obviously you go through all the changes of part-time working and juggling, picking up from nursery, all that kind of stuff, which again, for women, it's almost, it's expected, you know, that routine thing and that change. And yet emotionally, I now recognize that of course you're compromised because before you were totally focused on the work. So I think again, I, I understand, and that's why I particularly help women now because I can see those those changes that are often yeah. kind of just passed, you know, passed by. Anyhow, so I was back at work and it was all working. And then back in 2012, I was basically part of my job was to expose the company to commercial risk. And we'd acquired a new company. So there was a whole merger thing going on. And my boss, who was head of legal, tasked me to go and kind of find out where the issues were with contracts that we'd inherited love you know love doing that because that's what I was used to doing yeah uh, when I found out that there were lots of issues that's when things changed I was then not supported because basically they wanted me to expose the risk but when the delivery of the message to was going to cause friction my boss kind of just didn't support me right so I was therefore kind of feeling really compromised there was a mm. huge amount of stress on me um it was a very stressful environment because of all the changes and I was expected to almost try and negotiate contracts bearing in mind that they weren't on a solid platform to start with and it was it was getting really really draining and I can remember um it was a pivotal moment I think anyone who suffered from sort of a breakdown will resonate with this, yeah. that there's, there's a pivotal moment and it might be really insignificant, but it's the thing that almost breaks you and you, you then just, you know, crumble. And we were literally in the car going down to Kent to get a ferry to go on holiday with our little girl. And I got a message on my Blackberry and it was from my own email and it was from my boss copying all of the sales team basically siding with the sales manager on something he'd raised and he hadn't even had the um, decency to speak to me about it and it basically portrayed me in a really bad light and yet I'd done nothing wrong yeah and I can remember sitting in the car and just completely breaking down 
because at that moment it was supposed to be my time my holiday time yeah and and even then the fact that technology is amazing as it is but it does invade our private life that moment then it was just like well oh my goodness so my holiday before I even got there was totally crushed and so from then on even in France when we were on holiday again didn't realize it at the time but all the signs of stress started kicking in so I was waking up every hour and a half I was getting itching all over my body I was panicky I couldn't relax I couldn't switch off I was irritable I was you know all of these symptoms that I knew that I wasn't happy about work but I just thought oh it'll be fine I'll go back well when I went back as in I got back home from holiday that was when the fear kicked in and I basically got signed off by the doctors with stress and I can remember at the time you know, spending every day was a battle trying to look after my daughter, trying to get her to school. Um, the HR department wrongly was ringing me, asking me to speak to them. And I, I, I seriously, I couldn't even pick up the phone. I was in that place that even a conversation without having to see somebody was too difficult. And yet they didn't respect that. And, you know, and now knowing what I'd know with helping workplaces, there wasn't that understanding um, necessarily. And quite often, I think the angle that it came from was that they were there for the company, but not for the employee. And that really, really kind of shocked me because I felt as though I had no support. And the whole focus turned to, well, when are you coming back to work? When are you coming back to work? And the fear like we were talking earlier before we, we started this that fear of even contemplating going to work just was totally overwhelming mm-hmm. so that ended up after 13 years at that company um me nearly taking legal action because of the details that were part of it but i got to that point where i just thought this can either take over and I can get consumed by some sort of legal action or I can just choose to let it go for yeah. my own health. And I, the doctors wanted me to go on antidepressants. Um, I have always had a real strong resolve of personally um, not taking, you know, even if I've got a bit of a headache, I don't like to take painkillers in this. And that's my choice. You know, sure, whatever, sure. whatever anyone chooses is their choice. But I felt right in that moment that if I did that, it was just another thing that the company had won. You know, almost forcing me to do something yeah. that didn't sit just yeah, with course. me personally. Yeah. Um, so I ended up basically walking away after 13 years with nothing absolutely nothing no goodbyes colleagues that I thought were really close friends abandoned me yeah didn't have the contact even friends really close friends couldn't cope with how I was compromised and how I was you know not going out and I was a weak person and to this day some of those friendships have never been repaired and you you suddenly realize how 
how fragile you are because you think you've got a network of people around you but until something happens you don't know who is going to be there for you so obviously financially really 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 huge impact um relationship wise with my husband huge impact again you don't realize at the time and we basically downsized and moved to Cornwall beautiful absolutely love Cornwall um but our relationship had taken a toll so we went through a period of very very difficult times um he then got a job to work in um Abu Dhabi and he he went we kind of used that almost as a separation and I was then on my own in Cornwall with my daughter trying to I mean I'll add into this my training I then went through was that moment of I can't I can't ever go back to doing what I was doing and so I decided to focus on things that I've always been passionate about and to use my time so I when we moved to Cornwall I started studying so I studied nutrition um, and I started studying other modalities which is you know to do with um, meta health the way we respond to stress and all of that kind of stuff um, and so it was it was a mixed time you know it was it was positive in as much as I was starting to be able to do something for myself but obviously my world was falling apart on the other side of that anyhow to cut a long story short we ended up after two years nearly making the decision that we wanted to repair things and my daughter and I moved out to live with him and we sold our house because we needed to pay off this debt because of you know me not working properly on all of this um and yet our journey wasn't finished there <laughs> um what should have been a new start yeah. and it was supposed to be for two years then turned into uh three months and our world got thrown up in the air again and um if anybody knows about working out in the uae it's a very volatile mm -hmm. environment and basically my husband similarly to me was being asked asking to expose risks in what he did and he was supported by his manager but the um emiratis didn't want to hear it yeah so they just get rid of people if you don't yeah. know what they say they get rid of people Off you so go, rather yeah. yeah so rather than that happening he had to make that choice for his own mental health so after the hot huge upheaval we were there nearly three months and we had to come back with nothing and find somewhere different <clears throat> in the uk to live right and he luckily found another job so i i, I think in a in a way this whole this whole resilience thing kicked in because i think until you're faced with things in your life you don't actually know how much strength you have to cope with these things and you know what might have knocked me down initially i now actually see as a blessing because i think it yep. i think it gave me that resilience and it gave me the fact that well do you know what we've got through that we'll get through this um, you know, and we've now established ourselves in Somerset and we're really happy and everything with my business, because obviously that kind of got put on hold yeah. um, until we were established somewhere again. But my business is going well. I'm helping more and more people. 
you know, we're the three of us are happy together again. And like we were saying earlier, it's in a lot smaller um, kind of capacity than what I was used to with my high flying corporate job. But actually, I'm happier. I'm happier in what I'm doing, but I'm also happier in just a simpler life. Um, so I, I, that experience obviously kind of weaves its way through my training because, you know, when you train in different modalities to help people, that is one thing. But when you've got life experience to add to that, yep. I, think it, I think it gives that other dimension because you really can understand what people are going through and really help them at a deeper level yeah we do and and that's exactly the key isn't it it's it's when you can recognize your story that's why i love this podcast you know it's just the ability to listen to people's stories and be inspired by the journeys that people have been on that's why mm. i always say the journey with mental because it's not a, a destination we're going to hit we're not going to no. get to the the end it's you know that will be at the end of our lives but but the reality is it's it's recognizing moments in there that that have impact and taking those moments and saying it was hard it was difficult I was in a yeah. bad place but then also having the ability to look backwards at that and say but I probably needed to go through some of those things would you agree with that totally totally yeah. and you know what I I felt that for myself but the amount of people that I've come into contact with through what I do now so many have been on that similar journey of almost you know, if anyone had said to me when I was going through my breakdown, oh, you know, don't worry, you're going to become a, you know, holistic um, practitioner or a mental health yeah. practitioner, or whatever, I'd be like, Ugh. and would I have ever stepped away from a well-paid job to follow my dream of what I love doing or what I was passionate about? No, because we all kind of feel as though we need that security blanket and we we stay what's what's with what's safe don't we yeah so I do believe that we sometimes have to be thrown up in the air shaken up a bit go through this stuff to shift us to where we need to be yeah I, and I I 100% agree with you on that I think we do and I think the trouble is you get quite complacent don't you in a role or in a pl place or a position and you get that sort yeah. of that feeling of oh I could do this forever it'll be easier and it's and actually that's the easy route of life isn't it and yeah and this journey sometimes needs to have a mountain or a hill to climb because you know if you're just on the same flat level for the whole of your your life it's going to be difficult to sort of have have good experiences hell exactly so so we'll we'll come to what you're doing towards the end of this if that's okay mm, but i want to sure. sort of touch a bit in the middle there so obviously when you were struggling it was hard can you talk a little bit about the sort of the, the feelings and the thoughts that were going on at that point for you where you were i i guess the biggest thing was i felt a failure right and yeah. i felt a burden to my family i felt that i wasn't a good mother because i uh, even now I mean my daughter's um, nearly 13 now yeah. um, and this was obviously sort of eight years ago but she still can remember which is horrible and in my in my low times it would upset me but now I can talk about it without triggering the yeah. emotion but it's still it's still hard um, but she would say oh mum you you're always crying right I can remember you always crying and I was no fun to be with you know, I couldn't, everything just was too much. So I can remember, you know, we may have gone in Cornwall, we may have gone to the beach with the dog and I couldn't let go. I could not have fun. 
I right. could not be the fun person I used to be because that cloud around my head was still there. And I can remember, I can remember it, almost acknowledging that, thinking I'm standing on this beautiful beach, my daughter and dog are jumping, you know, in the waves. Yeah. And I just couldn't let myself go to join in. Right. Uh, and that's how, uh, it's obviously different for everybody, but I think that deep sadness within me because of how I was feeling just wouldn't go and it you know I didn't get the help that I now give other people yeah. um and I think obviously if I had now I know the tools I would have been able to let go of that a lot lot earlier on yeah and there is this sort of this long-term thing of staying it we let it linger don't we we let it grow we don't address it we don't want to talk about it or Mm. or we don't even want to accept it it's not us I, I i had this same conversation with somebody around you know the day you accept it is the day we can improve it you know or we can make something yeah. happen yeah and it's a denial element isn't it it doesn't, is. doesn't happen to me it doesn't happen to my family you know no others and it's it's not with us and i think as well one of the analogies i use is you know whatever we've been through you know even from childhood yeah unless we do deal with it at the time or we get help later on to kind of get rid of the layers it's almost it's like we put a sticking plaster on it all the yeah. time yeah. And, and all that does it buries it deeper and deeper and deeper and unless we can get through those layers at some point those things are going to come back and cause us you know a trigger moment or whatever it might be yeah. but a sticking plaster as you know eventually falls off and sometimes you perhaps need to rip it off to actually get you yep. know to get the help you need yeah traveling all the way around the outside all the time is never going to get to the center is it so no, we no. have to we have to peel it back sometimes definitely i agree with that no. how has the last year been for you with all of this lockdown changes obviously you're at home now so yeah you know, how, how have you found that i've actually found it um i've actually actually enjoyed it i've not okay. enjoyed it for the reasons of those that are struggling and, oh, and, sure. and you know and to hear the negative side of it obviously and those that have sadly um you know got covid and families that have lost members yeah that is that is awful and you know as i'm very empathic that that has been something i've struggled with yeah but for me personally i was i think at a pivotal point with my business and I feel that it's actually enabled me to focus more on growing my business yep. and reaching out through, you know, the amazing wonders of technology and, and things like Zoom and whatever else. But it's enabled me to reach more people with my message. Um, and that's slowing down and not having those, oh, well, I've got to go here and I've got to go here and I've got to take my daughter to school and that whole kind of routine thing. Yeah has actually allowed me to just be more flexible and to kind of just go with the flow and also to be kinder to myself in the process. Yeah. Because I think, you know, even though we do what we do and we're in the work areas that we're in, we still have to look after our own health. I mean, and I, I talk a lot about kind of self-love and that kind of filling your cup first and all that yeah. kind of thing, but it is so true. And I think when you're, working and you've got all these commitments and stuff sometimes we do forget about ourselves because it's human nature 
So for me, it's allowed a little bit more of that, a little bit more time to kind of get the balance right and yeah. to, to sort of refocus on what and who I really wanted to help. Yeah. And who, who would remind you to look after yourself? Do you know what? I think it's me. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my husband is incredibly supportive. Okay. Um, and he does say to me, you need to just switch off. Because mm -hmm. as you know, when you work for yourself with all the amazing benefits, when yeah. you love what you do, yeah. sometimes you can, you know, you, you'd be working at a crazy hour or at the weekend yeah. and it, it, the blurred lines can kick in very easily because you love yeah. what you do. So he will be the one to say to me, you need to have time, you know. But again, with lockdown, I've kind of managed to then think, okay, well, for me, that may look like, half an hour with a cup of tea reading um some sort of self-help book or empowerment okay. book or my kindle yep. and i've made more time for that and i've made sure that i fit my fitness into my routine and all Great. the things that sometimes can just go out the window can't they if you if you haven't got those habits instilled yes um and i i now can recognize when i need it and i won't judge myself for taking a break and i think that's key for everyone to kind of to to recognize it but to then know you can take a break and not yeah. you know and that'd be okay that's okay we all need it it is and i think it is that self-love element isn't it it's recognizing but but one of the challenges i think that we see and correct me if i'm wrong and you give your perspective is is people aren't aware of there's problems people aren't aware of it's creeping up because it does creep up and i yeah. i can remember when i went through my experiences that i didn't really notice it people were saying stuff you know so like your husband saying take yeah. a break my wife was exactly like that and i didn't see it because i just yeah. went no, no no i'm fine i'm good i'm gonna be okay and everything's fine and i just totally denied there was anything going on yeah um, do you do you feel that's true i think with with most people yes absolutely yeah. because it's it's those, those symptoms and like like i talked about you know some of the symptoms i struggled with when i had my breakdown it wasn't just the psychological symptoms of how i felt it was the physical symptoms and so you know i was waking up every an hour and a half i my body was itching yeah. i was feeling like i was you know i drank loads of caffeine that kind of you know adrenaline which we yeah. now know is cortisol and everything kicking off with the the stress hormones yeah but you don't realize it at the time but when you look back and obviously the study i've now done over the years and you yeah. realize well of course your body's going to tell you your body is going to give you signals yeah. the thing is for every single person those signals will be different yeah so there is no black and white of oh this is what you should look out for you know for Good every challenge. single person it's different yeah but I think, you know, again, it's it just down to that support element, which is why I asked you who supports you or who tells you, you know, or reminds you. My wife's exactly that. I, you know, having a partner that actually tells you is not mm. moan, it's not moaning normally. No. You know, I would have put it under the label. Stop moaning at me. Leave me alone. <laughs> you know, that would have been my previous version of myself. Yeah. But yeah. now I know that if something's being said, it means that something's not quite right from their perspective. And I think that's such an yeah. important part of this is is accept their perspective is their perspective right it's not that yeah. they're just saying it because they think you should you know they they think that's what you think and so so it is critical in this conversation of mental health so we are coming towards the end of this bizarrely we've you know we're running rapidly out of time but i 
I want you to sort of say the last things about what you're doing and how people can get in touch with you, any websites, anything that you want yeah, to share, of course. Cool. We'll, I'll share links in all of this anyway. Um, but from me, I'm just going to say a huge thank you for what you're doing, of course, for the journey that you've shared and the way that thank you've shared you. it is fantastic, you know, in terms of not fantastic what you've been through, but fantastic that you can talk about it and share it and, and support others through that too. So last thoughts, Amanda, anything you want to share? Yeah, so, um, I mean, basically, as I say, I do one-to-one sessions. Yeah. I also will always offer a free initial consultation because I think it's okay. important for people to resonate with me and to yeah. see how I can help them. Um, but I also, as I say, for, for women, I've just started this amazing um, venture with a friend of mine called You Are a Woman, That Is Your Superpower, okay. um, to focus on empowering women with their self-love, their kind of body confidence, their mental health. Um, so you're going to be hearing more about that. Um, my business page is called Nourish Healing. So my website's nourishhealing.co.uk. I'm obviously on all social media platforms and um, my radio show, if you're interested in listening, I've been currently talking about how to create the best year for yourself ahead. So we've been looking at everything from like imposter syndrome, okay. um, nutrition, that is on at the moment at eight o'clock on a Monday evening on okay. Serenity Radio, which okay. is um, an on internet based a radio station so you can get it on alexa and everything um and yeah i'm just basically helping people individuals groups in workplace um in small settings so like groups of pregnant ladies uh yeah so if people resonate with me then i'd love to hear from them because i'm always willing to just help and share the message as much as possible amazing stuff brilliant and you're you're a great advocate for mental health supporting the conversations of well-being and everything else so keep doing what you're doing that's thank basically you. the, the key to it isn't it um thank you so much oh, thank you for having me oh you're more than welcome uh so as i would always say at the end just if you are listening to this if you have been struggling or you are worried about anything if you've got any sort of thoughts in your head that you you know you need some extra help to just talk about please know there's always somebody out there that cares there really is um you know you shouldn't feel alone through any of this and i know there's many people that do samaritans exist today to offer a safe space to talk if you do want to talk to somebody you can call for free on 116123 or you could text to shout um, 85258 just talk to somebody just through a messenger if, if you don't feel comfortable talking on the phone but please always do know there is somebody there. It's so important these conversations hopefully help somebody at some point somewhere um keep sharing keep liking keep following subscribing and everything else and the more that we talk about mental health the better we can make it all for everybody so that's what we're trying to do so amanda again thank you so much i'll thank speak to you, you soon you look take after care. yourself take, take care, care. Bye -bye. bye bye